Welcome to our podcast. I'm Pastor Mark Voss. Today we continue our sermon series as we ponder the truth that the kind of saving faith that the Lord Jesus seeks from us, he produces in us by speaking promises to us. This week we focus on another important attribute of authentic biblical saving faith, and that's a spirit of persistence in the prayer life of God's people. Our sermon today is based on Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. Our message is entitled, God's Promises Produce Persistent Prayers. May God bless you as you hear and take to heart the truths of his holy word. Our gospel reading this morning in the words of our sermon text today, Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. Jesus told them a parable about the need to always pray and not lose heart. There was a judge in a certain town who did not fear God and did not care about people. There was a widow in that town, and she kept going to him saying, give me justice from my adversary. For some time he refused. But after a while he said to himself, even though I do not fear God or care about people, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not wear me out with her endless pleading. The Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God give justice to his chosen ones who are crying out to him day and night? Will he put off helping them? I tell you that he will give them justice quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. My dear family in Christ, today we continue in our sermon series emphasizing the truth that the words of Jesus produce in us the faith that he seeks from us. We're looking at important qualities of an authentic, biblical, Christian, saving faith. Last week, we learned how the mercy of God produces within his people a spirit of, of gratitude and thankfulness. Today, the Lord turns our thoughts to learning to pray persistently. You know, learning to pray isn't like learning how to write your name or learning how to tie your shoes or learning how to ride your bike. Those are things that you learn once and then you, you never forget them. But learning to pray is a little different than that. Learning to pray requires a lifetime of persistence and struggle, wrestling with the Lord like we heard Jacob doing in our, our reading from Genesis earlier in our service wrestling with God in prayer. And the promises of God give us something to grab hold of as we wrestle with the Lord in prayer. And that's the quality of our Christian faith that we're centered on here this morning, that when it comes to prayer, God's promises produce persistent prayers. Now, to help us learn that truth, Jesus tells us a parable, a story, about two people. These two people could not have been any more different. 
On the one hand, you have this widow. She seems to be all alone in life. No family left to help to care for her, and it's as if her grief and her, her loneliness weren't enough to have to deal with on a daily basis. We come to find that she is being dogged on a daily basis by someone she refers to as her adversary. Now, we aren't told for certain what the nature of this adversary was, what it was that he was doing, but from the way that Jesus words things, we might assume that this was an unscrupulous kind of someone who is trying to take away from this poor widow all that she had left. She doesn't have anyone to help her. She's desperate. She doesn't have anyone who's going to step in an advocate for her. So all she can do is to throw herself at the mercy of the court. But that was the problem. Her only hope is in this one judge, a judge whom Jesus describes for us as someone who did not fear God and did not care about people. He's not godly, and he's not sympathetic. So here she is. She has no family left. She has no resources. She has no one on her side. But the one thing that this first century widow did have was a persistent spirit. And so she went back to this judge over and over and over again. She refused to give up. And finally, Jesus tells us, this judge said to himself, even though I do not fear God or care about people, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not wear me out with her endless pleading. He's not interested in helping her. He's not interested in making sure that justice prevails. He's just tired of being bothered by her. And so her persistence brings her a sense of justice. So what are the lessons for us to learn from this parable? Well, the obvious point is that God wants us to be persistent in our life of prayer. We don't have to guess about that. The Holy Spirit had Luke tell us that in verse 1 of our text. It tells us that the whole point of the parable is Jesus is teaching us to pray and to never lose heart, to never give up. Now, obviously, the God whom we worship and adore is not some heartless, uncaring, unsympathetic judge who doesn't care about people. But clearly, the Lord is calling on us to imitate the persistent spirit of this widow pleading to him as we approach our Lord in prayer. So how about it? Are you like her as you pray? I mean, the fact that Jesus saw the need to tell this parable to his followers back then and, and to us as followers here today lays bare the reality that we don't always pray. And all too often, we do give up. See, my sinful nature, and yours too, hates to bow its proud head long enough to admit that we might actually need some help as we struggle through the problems that face us in life. To acknowledge I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the strength. I don't have all the resources. I need help that is only able to come to me from above, that our help is in the name of the Lord. 
And then when we do pray, how quickly that whole process comes to a screeching halt because God isn't doing things according to the blueprint that I laid out for him before I started praying. Or because God isn't keeping time with the schedule that I mapped out for him and doing things quickly enough for me. And when that happens, then our sinful hearts start to fuss about justice denied, and eventually our prayers just kind of tail off and fall silent. Wouldn't you have to admit with me this morning, dear friends, that sometimes we treat God as though he were this uncaring, unsympathetic judge who neither cares about his people nor honors the promises that he made to us? That's why Jesus told us this parable. He's teaching you to always pray and to never give up. And how does he do that? By, by issuing you a threat or a warning? You better keep praying or else. No. He, he produces within us a spirit of persistence in prayer by pointing us to the promises that God has made to us. Now, the first promise is there in verse 7 of our text. Will not God give justice to his chosen ones who are crying out to him day and night? God promises, friend, that he will give you justice. But wait a second, is that even what we want from God? We're sinners, all of us. We admit that we deserve nothing from him but punishment. The last thing I want to do is pray, Lord, give me exactly what I have earned from you, exactly what I deserve. Do we really want justice from God? Well, it's important to, to know that this justice that God is promising is not a justice that is according to the law. It's not a justice that based on what we deserve for what we have done. It is rather a justice that he promises to his people on the basis of the gospel because of what Jesus has done and what Jesus has made us to be. I mean, because our beautiful Savior took away all of our sins at the cross, we now stand righteous in the sight of God. He looks at us through that blood of Jesus, his Son, and proclaims us innocent and righteous. And God grants us justice based on all that we are and all that we have and all that we've been made to be in Christ. When you pray, dear believer, pray as one of his own. When you pray, dear believer, pray holding God to the promises that he's made to you. God is faithful. He will never break his promise. I love one quote from Martin Luther when he was talking about prayer. He said that the believer's prayer is that believer taking the promises of God and rubbing them into God's ears. Pray persistently. Pray and never give up. After all, God has promised to hear and to answer us in the way that he knows is best. He will give you gospel justice as he brings you every good thing that he has promised you in Christ. That leads us to another promise of God. Friend, you need to know this morning that your heavenly father is not some uncaring, unsympathetic, unjust judge, but you also need to know that you are not some nameless faceless nobody to God. In fact, it's quite the opposite. Did you notice what the Lord calls you there in verse 7? You are one of his chosen ones. 
chosen. That reminds us what the Bible says, that God knew you from before the creation of the world. It's no accident that you trust in and acknowledge Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior from sin. He chose you to be his own before this world was even created. He, he made you his own when he brought you to faith through the gospel. You matter to him. God has chosen you. God cares about you cares about you enough for you to, to have sent his own beloved son, cares enough about you to have credited you with Jesus' perfect life, his perfect record, this Jesus who always prayed to his heavenly Father and never gave up. Jesus even cried out to God from the dark pains of hell as he hung on the cross. He said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The heavenly Father to whom you pray cares enough about you to have allowed his own dear son to suffer and bleed and die in your place as though Jesus had been the one who had failed to pray and always gave up. And another promise here, verse 8. God not only promises to hear you and to give you the justice that Jesus earned for you, he promises to give you justice quickly. My sinful heart and yours sometimes wants to doubt that. Quickly, Lord, I've been struggling this with, with this for months now, and I've gotten no relief. Well, what about quickly, Lord? Well, remember, this is on his schedule, not ours. He will answer you quickly at the time that he knows is precisely right. His clock doesn't always tick the same as ours does, but he knows what's best, and he knows when it's best, and he promises you that. So how are we going to respond to promises like those? By praying like this first century widow. By being persistent in prayer. I mean, tenacious and persistent. She would not give up. Pray, Jesus is telling us, and never give up. Sometimes we might think, you know, I did pray about something over and over again, and it did no good. Really? Really? It didn't lead you to take time out from your hectic, fast-paced life to spend some quiet moments talking to the God of your salvation in heartfelt prayer that did you no good. It didn't remind you once again that we are not the masters of our own destiny, that we rely on the Lord for every single blessing for time and for eternity. That reminder did you no good. It didn't honor God that you did what he tells you here in the Bible to do, to, to pray on every occasion as you did that faithfully in the obedience of faith that did you no good. But still we might wonder, why, why is God taking so long to answer me? It's always for our good. Maybe he's delaying an obvious answer in order to help to remove some kind of an attitude of, of selfishness from your prayer. Maybe he's delaying an answer to make your desire for help even stronger than it currently is. Maybe he's delaying an answer to chisel away from your heart any stubborn self-reliance that you have left and to lead you to just lean on your Lord more completely in life. Maybe he's delaying in answering you because he wants you to learn that beautiful lesson that his grace is sufficient for you, and his power is made perfect in weakness. 
Maybe it's because he knows somehow that, that the timing isn't quite right and God never does anything halfway. But one thing is for sure, friend. While God doesn't need our prayers, we need to pray them. Prayer is a powerful way of exercising the faith that the Lord has blessed us with. And rest assured, you can never wear God out with your prayers. This, this judge got exhausted listening to that widow. You can never wear God out with your prayers. He loves to hear you when you pray. The same way that you can never grow tired of hearing someone that you love telling you back that they love you. You can never hear that enough. God loves to hear your prayers. At the end of our text, Jesus points us ahead to the final day. And I think we would all have to admit this morning that as this earthly world progresses, it's getting more and more ungodly. And that's exactly what the Lord promised us would happen in the pages here of Holy Scripture. He tells us that as the end draws closer, the world will become more and more ungodly. And so Jesus asks at the close of our text, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? It would seem that the answer from Scripture would be yes, but not much. But yes, he will find faith on the earth. He will find faith in the hearts of his believing remnant, people like you. As he hears your prayer and answers them, as he turns you back into the promises that he made to you here in the word, he strengthens us and keeps us firm in the faith and steadfast in his grace. Isn't it comforting this morning to be reminded with all the challenges that we face in this world that we're never without God's help? When God's people find themselves stewing in the pressure cooker of life's trials, then they pray. He promises, call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you will honor me. Trust your God. Immerse yourself in his holy word. Recall his great promises and grab hold of them. And then pray and never give up because God's precious promises produce a spirit of persistent prayer in the hearts of his people, his chosen ones. And that's us. Amen. Amen.